0: Continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. And that is launched out to deep left field. Big- for Mike Trout, this is ground ball to second base. Red Renhefel falls down, picks it up, fires to first. The Angels have no hit. The Seattle Mariners. It's gone.
1: Big fly for Anthony Rendon.
0: Hey guys, I'm Alex Curry.
1: This is Joe Adell here with the Los Angeles Angels. Red and Marsh. This is Chris Chugyus. You're
0: listening to the All Angels podcast.
1: And welcome to another edition of the All Angels podcast. I am Daniel Garcia. Uh, and this is going to be a special episode where we had uh, a lot to talk about. It's been a while since I actually been on here or on Instagram Live. I'm on Instagram Live also, um, Halo underscore Haven on Instagram and on Twitter. But it's been a while since I've been able to actually get on and have a solo podcast. If you didn't listen to the last one I did with Jeff Fletcher from the OC Register, I definitely definitely suggest going back and listening to last week's episode. He talks about his book about Otani, which is perfect with our first topic. We'll get to that, but. We, we talk about that. We talk about the Hall of Fame. We talk about some of the lockout stuff. So if you didn't go and listen to last week's recording with Jeff Fletcher for the OC, OC Register, definitely suggest you do that. So like I said before, we I we haven't been on here in a while to talk. We're also on Instagram Live. So if you got questions on Instagram Live, go ahead and start coming through. I got some saved from earlier today, but we're going to also do our typical kind of Q&A segment. Uh, we have a special – I have a special announcement at the end of the podcast. So definitely um, – Stay tuned for that. I think it's it's exciting. I'm excited about it. Uh, I'll see what your guys' reaction is, but that'll be at the end of the podcast. So let's get to it first. One of the first things that happened after we wrapped with Jeff Fletcher is that the uh, 2022 MLB The Show uh, cover athlete was announced. And uh, obviously, there was a lot of hoping for Shohei Otani, there's a lot of wishing for Shohei Otani. But no one really knew because for the longest time, Angel fans have been hoping for Mike Trout and wishing for Mike Trout to be on the cover, and it never happened. But luckily, we were able to get Shohei Otani on the cover, and I think that is awesome. Um, it looks great. You know, it's an athlete that should be on the cover. Um, they're going to have it over multiple um consoles now switch you know xbox playstation xbox and playstation were last year switch is new this year but it's cool to finally see an angels player on the cover mlb the show and MLB be the show has kind of turned itself into almost like madden is for football where who is on the cover athlete means a lot to the community it means a lot to the gaming community who that guy is because it kind of signals in a face of baseball is he the face of baseball i don't know but he's definitely be- with this um it's up there for sure. And I, I can't wait to get a hold of it. I can't wait for it to come out. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be one of those questions too, because I'm the type of guy that has downloaded it the last three or four years. Now, do I want to buy a hard copy and actually save the cover? Cause the cover is awesome. And then if you haven't seen the, uh, MVP, um, special cover, that is something really cool that, um, the artwork's great. It's like an anime kind of thing. I love it. I might go and binge for that, but I uh, honestly, I can't wait for this, but to see Shohei Otani on the cover and be The Show is really, really cool, and that was like the big announcement like right after I talked to Jeff Fletcher, so that was something that people were hoping was coming. We weren't sure if it was coming, but it did come, and it's awesome, and I love it, and I can't wait to play the game, but congratulations, Shohei Otani. Obviously, with what he did this last year in 2021, winning MVP, all the records he set, you can't think of a better person to be on the cover. And I just, I honestly can't wait. So definitely check it out. Again, Shohei Otani is on the show 2022. Uh, check out both covers. You know, both covers are really cool. But I do love the ML, uh, MVP edition with the kind of anime. And if you haven't seen like the hype video behind it, definitely check that out, too, because that was awesome. Uh, like I mentioned, too, we are on instagram live as well as we normally are um shout out to everyone on there really appreciate it so one of the first questions that we have on there from rally chris is what do you think about mlb stop uh stop testing players for steroids after the uh baseball uh, pretty much since the beginning of the lockout in the beginning of december it makes sense there's no cba so there the, the drug test falls under the cba so you can't test your employees if there's not an agreement so it makes total sense Um, so I mean, it's not surprising to me. Um, will we see maybe some bigger guys? I don't know. Coincidentally, after the last, um, stoppage in baseball, what brought the game back for a lot of fans is the home run chase between Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. Do we see a repeat of that? I don't know. Um, but you know, this kind of also goes with the whole Barry Bonds thing. If people are going to start using and what they're going to be using for and how they get the testing back. Um, Obviously, there's going to be testing whenever the uh, players' association and the owners come to an agreement. So I don't think there's going to be players out here just openly using, openly trying to get you know bigger, stronger, faster, and all that stuff unnaturally because you know that eventually testing's going to come around. And if you use it now and and now you and then you don't play a game to see the effects of it, then why use it? So I honestly don't think there is going to be any kind of um, any kind of you know big testing thing like maybe some guys some extra guys get popped but i don't know if you're an mlb player and i know that they're gonna start testing once baseball starts again i honestly don't think there's a reason for that to start using because you just have to get right back off again and you're back kind of like at uh square one so yeah not surprising just because like i said you can't really go and test these guys if there's not an agreement on the cba so it makes complete sense Uh, another question what are your thoughts on how trout will perform this upcoming season any sign of regression I don't think there'll be a sign of regression necessarily. And let's be honest. He's been so far out of this, the crowd in general, like even if he regresses a little bit, it's not going to be like, Oh my God, he goes from an MVP caliber player to a replacement player, a replacement player. No, you know, if there is a regression, because let's be, let's be real. He's getting older. He's coming off at first, like major injury. He's had his whole career. Will there be maybe a, a slow process of getting back? Yeah. But do I think he's going to, like, all of a sudden disappear off the face of the map? No. Even a a Mike Trout that regresses a little bit is still going to be a top 10 player in baseball. I mean, he's just that good, you know. So regression, I guess, is natural at at a certain age. And so maybe you do see a little bit. But he was so far ahead of the class. He was so far of everyone else when he had a full-on healthy season that even in 2021, before the injury, he was already on pace to set a lot of career highs. So, like I mentioned, even if he regresses a little bit, what does that mean? Instead of being a top three player, he's a top ten player. I mean, you still, you still like that guy in your lineup every single day, and he's still a guy that you have to respect as a pitcher. Because if anything's any kind of mistake, he's going to take over the, over the wall. Even if it's not a mistake, he can still take it over the wall. So maybe a little regression, but I don't think it's going to be anything where it's major that you see it where it pops off the page. Any source on uh, Jose Mota's departure and where he'll be going? Yeah, so that's another thing that kind of happened recently. And again, there's been a lot of stuff that's happened since I've talked on uh, our Instagram Live or even on the podcast. But Jose Mota, I believe last Friday, talked to or put out a statement saying that he will not be returning to Bally Sports West after 20 years of time with Bally slash Fox. Um, And at the time, I honestly thought, first thing that came to my mind was, oh, he's going to the Dodgers. I didn't think he was done. He didn't say retire. He didn't say stepping away from the game. He just says he's not coming back. So my first thought was the Dodgers. A, he's in Southern California. B, um, his dad is still, you know, I don't think his dad is like a front office guy necessarily for the Dodgers, but I know he's always around the team, um, like legends games and all that stuff. So his dad is still connected to the Dodgers. So that was Friday he came out. That was my thought was Friday, and I kind of talked to a couple people about him, what they thought about it. and they kind of had the same idea. Well, fast forward, I believe Sunday comes out uh, that he is going to the Dodgers. I'm not sure at what um, level, if he's going to be like an on-camera guy, if he's pregame, postgame, in, during the game. Like I'm not sure about all that. I don't know where their openings are uh, for the Dodgers, for Spectrum and, and – and that, but he is going to be with the Dodgers again, Southern California guy. His dad is there. Uh, he has history with the Dodgers. So good for him. Um, you know, so I'm not sure. And this is where the speculation comes in and I'm not one to say this is why it happened. Cause I don't know, but you know, obviously with the departure of, um, and, uh, with the, the, I'm, I'm blanking on names, but, Gooby's partners and the booth stuff like that. Obviously, Jose did not get that job. Uh, Matt Vasgersian is going to be back. You would think he'd be back with a with more games. And you know, Matt Vasgersian. Uh, let's be frank. He is a name. He's a big name. He's a huge name. He walked away from ESPN, so he's not doing Sunday Night Baseball. So, as Angel fans, you automatically think he's going to be doing more for baseball, uh, for the Angels baseball. And this is where my mind starts going. With that name, with that voice that Matt Faskersion has, you're probably going to have to pay him more. Would it surprise me if last year you you paid Matt Faskersion per game? No, that's probably what happened. This year, are you probably playing Matt Faskersion per game again? Yeah, but this time you're, he's probably going to be there longer. He's probably going to be there for more games, which means that price is even higher. At some point, you need to make budget cuts, and it sucks because... It feels like every time we talk about baseball, we're talking about money. We're talking about budgets. We're talking about what people should be earning. And it, it kind of just also bleeds into the the booth. And again, I don't know if this is true or not, but this is just me thinking outside the box. Maybe Moda wasn't necessarily happy with, with his place with Bally's. Maybe he wasn't happy with his pay from Bally's because – those guys, I've talked to Gubaza and I've talked to Rojas when Rojas was, was working with the um, Bally slash Fox. Um, they're like year-to-year guys. There's They're not players where they have like a three- to four-year contract and they're always going to be there. They are year-to-year employees of that network. And maybe at the beginning of this year or when the negotiation started, maybe Moda wasn't necessarily happy with what, A, his role was going to be or, B, maybe what his pay was going to be. Because, like I said, you kind of have to make it up sooner or later. So... Maybe he will, maybe he got a better offer with Spectrum and, and the Dodgers, but either way, you know, nothing but the best. He's always been a great guy at spring training with us or uh, just talking. We've had him on the podcast before, just talking before the game. He's always been a great guy. So good luck to Jose. I know a lot of players, a lot of fans are definitely going to miss him, but um, I guess this is the business part of it. You just, you, you know, it sucks because it seems like everywhere you look at baseball, you see business, lockout you know, in, in, in the office and all that stuff. There's business, 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 and it sucks. But good luck to Jose. Good luck um, with the Dodgers. And I, I really think that he'll be, you know, he'll be sorely missed, definitely sorely missed. And he was, like, honestly, like a utility guy for the Angels. If you look at – you think of players, he was a utility guy. He was used in the main broadcast. He was used, you know, on the radio broadcast. He was used on the Spanish radio broadcast. So maybe he wanted to get in to one of those – Roles permanently and, and build his brand that way. And maybe Angels didn't, or Bally's, I should say. Very, very important distinction. Bally's makes this decision. The Angels don't. Bally's slash Fox Sports West back in the day makes their decisions on who is on camera, who's in the booth. Do the Angels have a little bit of a say? Yeah, but at the end of the day, it is a Bally's decision, not an Angels decision. So maybe Bally's made a, a business decision. New network don't have the ties to. To Jose, like maybe the old uh, producers and all that stuff did when there was Fox. So that's something that that sucks. But again, and it feels like we're talking about this a lot with baseball—is business, business, business. But we'll see how that plays out. Uh, another question on our Instagram Live again—that's Halo underscore Haven on Instagram Live. Uh, will the season be pushed back if spring training gets completely canceled because of the lockout, or will they just jump into a 152 game season? I am under the impression, and this is a guess and talking to some people that are also guessing but have more experience in in lockout situations, covering lockouts and all that stuff, that there will be a 162. And if you went back and, and listened to the podcast with Jeff Fletcher, he brought up a very interesting possibility. If the season gets pushed back a week, week and a half, you might be seeing a lot of double headers at the beginning of the season or towards the middle of the season to make up for those games. Um, I never thought about that, but that's a very good possibility, I am still in the ballpark where I still think there will be 162. I still think that spring training will be sh- shortened to two weeks, you know, two and a half weeks. Um, that's where I'm at right now. And again, I think I, I think a lot of people are looking at the doomsday because it does seem like they're worlds apart something about spring training that i learned you know within the last couple days talking to people is that during spring training owners do make do make money it's not obviously the money they make during the season with uh angel stadium in the middle of you know june it's not that kind of money but they do turn a profit with with spring training especially now it's become way more commercialized way more um You know, almost like a regular baseball game when you look at prices for tickets and drinks and all that stuff. So over the last three, four years, you can definitely see that spring training has been turning more and more into a business for the owners. But with that being said, there has the players don't get paid during spring training. So the players have no incentive to go for a full spring training. As a matter of fact, a lot of players don't like the full spring training pretty much starting pitchers need you know, the full spring training to get their arm up, to get their arm, you know, ready for the season to get stretched out. But you're looking at your relievers, you're looking at your position players. They might need like two weeks to get into the groove and, and, and all that stuff, or at least get to the point to where like, okay, this is how it's good. It's going to get until I start seeing real pitchers in a real diamond with real like stakes involved. So players don't like spring training. So I, thanks for answering my question oh wait what was your question hold on let me see let me go back uh do you think Noah Syndergaard Aaron Loop and Michael Lorenzen will be with the uh will do with the Angels do you see them having a bounce back season yes or no um I don't know question marks Noah Syndergaard is always hurt if he's healthy yeah he'll have a great season Aaron Loop you think so but uh relievers arms are very volatile so you never know I'm not the one to start making predictions I'm one that likes to react to what I see so There's that. Um, But yeah, so going back, players do not have a sense or urgency to get into spring training other than like maybe starting pitchers to work up their arm, but owners do. So maybe you start seeing now that spring training games are being uh, threatened to be canceled because they won't make those up. They're not going to double head, you know, spring training games at all. You know, some players will just get their work on the backfield if need be, but so it's gonna be interesting in the next couple of days just to see what happens with um, the, the the negotiations with the players and the owners. They're supposed to be um, they're supposed to be you know talking. I think Tuesday through Thursday. So as you listen to this, if you're on the podcast, you know they might be in the middle of the conversation then. But I do think you'll see significant movement within that time period. Do they come to an agreement? I doubt it um but like i said i still think you're gonna go two and a half weeks maybe two weeks of spring training with a full 162 and remember too like there's a lot of free agents out there still there's a lot of guys that have not signed there's a lot of trades that have not happened yet that are are going to happen whether it's you know obviously with angel fans it's um it's it's getting one of the reds pitchers with you know a lot of other teams is, what was oakland do was oakland sell off you know where does correa go where does story go i mean there's a bunch of different questions out there that even if they do come to an agreement um and let's say today's the seventh as we record this so looking at a calendar even if they come to an agreement let's say next next monday on valentine's day the 14th if they make an agreement then you're still looking at a two-week probably like free agency trade period and that puts you right at um you know, the, the 28th or the first, and that's already missing three or four games of spring training. So best case scenario, they come out with an agreement next week, middle of next week, but you're still going to have that two week period. So honestly, if I'm thinking of like when or where they're probably going to be starting spring training, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if, you know, March 14th is when spring training starts, you know, and it gives them all the beginning, the first two weeks of March to um, do their free agency stuff. So I, I don't, you know, it's going to be really hard to see, but I do think there will be some kind of a movement with this next negotiations coming up because it is getting down to the crunch line. None of them players or owners don't want to miss regular season games. And granted, they want to start working out and getting these guys in, in, into the, um, into the facility and, and start working them out. Once lockout is over, what is your pick for the most likely trade or acquisition in your opinion? If any, obviously it's going to be pitchers, you know, um, Um, pitchers are going to be, I think the angels number one priority once the lockouts over, whether it be trade or free agency, um, you know, maybe free agency, the, the luxury tax gets, gets bumped up and maybe they have room to sign a free agent and and rather go that route than trade anything away. Um, but I definitely, think it's going to be pitcher some secondary positions, like maybe another catcher, but not a catcher where it's going to break the bank, where that's going to be a major factor in your budget. But I can definitely see like another catcher. But if you're looking for like big acquisitions, it's going to be a pitcher. It's going to be a starting pitcher and then maybe a secondary kind of relief pitcher just to add more depth to there. Someone said there are over 200 players still free agents. I Oh, I bet. I, I, I truly believe that, you know, for the flurry that happened right before. Um, so the flurry that happened right before the lockout, granted it was – some big names but you're looking at the overall view of it it was like maybe like six names out of you know a 300 or 250 free agent pool you know you had other little small guys to do this and do that but it's it's crazy i just you know there's gonna be so many guys that are going to be rushed to sign because they want to get in they want to get in on spring training and if the spring training is already abbreviated then they're going to be even more eager to get in and start working out and it kind of goes back to what you know the question was from Matt as far as you know Aaron Loop and Syndergaard and and Lorenzen. It's hard to tell what these guys are going to do, especially with, um, and especially with with like Syndergaard, someone coming off an injury. The Angels' training staff are not. Again, I don't know what the, what's the behind the scenes. Are not supposed to be seeing him. You know, the Angels' training staff is an Angel employee. He's a player. They cannot coexist. They can't mingle. So. How is he in his progression or in his injury recovery? You would think he's 100% ready to get back on the mound, but no one with the Angels really knows that. And I'm sure through a friend, through a friend, through a friend, they have an idea of where he's at, but they are not able to bring him into the facility, whether at Anaheim or in Tempe, and really look at his mechanics and look where he's at. So that's going to be another huge issue is that Lorenzen, all these new guys, Angels, you know, front office, they saw him for, what, three weeks and assigned him and then boom, nothing so it's going to be really interesting to see how those guys play out with there's no training there's no hey let's get you on this kind of a regiment to get you ready there's none of that everything's you know pretty much by themselves and again i'm sure there's guys that talk to guys that talk to guys to talk up to Noah Syndergaard. but i mean you have a conversation with a buddy and you try to relay that message to another buddy. There's certain things that get lost in transition translation. So I'm sure it's not one for one in that situation. Um, so any chance of Pujols resigning? I doubt it. Um, there was a question on here. Oh, and I think it was from Joe about his performance thing with the angels. Um, uh, oh no. What's your prediction? That's the wrong one. Uh, here I go looking for, or it wasn't from Joe. It was from someone else. They didn't, they don't show me the story. But anyways, about his personal service provision, he's making as an angel employee once he retires. I honestly don't. I don't. He's not retired. I don't know if he's going to retire. I just found out what's his name retired a couple days ago. The um, Dodger player, the ex Dodger player that I thought it was retired for like two or three years. Um, uh, he played first base. Like his names were escaping me, but. Pools can hold on for as long as he wants and not technically retire. So I don't know where he, that stands, if that's even available or anything like that. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Pujols probably isn't going to resign. I can't see him resigning. I mean, he seemed to love his Aldrin, uh, Adrian Gonzalez. Exactly. I didn't even know he was still playing. I thought he retired two years ago. It came out. He retired like uh, Monday or, or Friday or something like that. So yeah, I have no idea. Um uh what do you what is it saying do you know anything about the eric k news and if so can you share nothing that's not already out there um obviously there's a handful of players that are going to be or could i should say could be testifying in court names got released obviously a lot of ex-angel players are on there um heaney uh blake parker and uh, I think Garrett Richards is one of them. You know, there's a handful of players on there that, that can testify, and I think that's very important to realize that they can. They're on the list to get called up if either one, the prosecution or the um, the prosecution or the defendant, want to. Doesn't mean it's going to happen, but. Um, we'll see what goes, what happens now. I believe today, as we record this Monday, they're, they're doing jury selection or they're going to be doing jury selection coming up in the near future. So either way you look at it, it's going to be a loss, loss situation. It's going to be a loss situation. It's going to make the angels look terrible. Um, it's a loss situation for this gag's family. I'm sure that's not going to be easy to relive and, and hear stories that um, they might not have heard before. Either way you look at it, it's a lose, lose situation and it sucks. It, it does suck. Cause, um, you know, I've I've talked to Carly numerous times. I've helped out with I, with what I can with this Tyler Skaggs Foundation, and they are doing really good work with the community. And you would just hate that something like this like this case will have um, will have a negative effect on that. And you hope it doesn't. You hope that the Skaggs Foundation can still do its thing, and because it's done so much. But yeah, it, it's it's not going to be good. You just hope that you, it happens. It gets over quickly. I guess my biggest thing you hope it gets over quickly and then you're able to move on from that. But yeah, definitely not something that, um, I don't think any angel fan really wants to, um, share or or go through or anything like that. So it sucks, but hopefully, like I mentioned, it goes by, um, fairly quickly. Um, let's see. Uh, someone asks us on here, any idea of which spring training guys you will be at yet? Truthfully, us, we normally go early in the month of March for spring training because of my birthday. This year, it doesn't look like we'll be making it out there because of the uncertainty with, obviously, the lockout and kind of like what I predicted. I don't think they're going to play spring training games until like the 14th, 15th of March anyway. So um, this year, we're not going to be able to make it out. Uh, Looking forward, though, to trying to make a trip out to New York um, to see the Angels play the Yankees. That's kind of like the replacement trip, if you will. We'll see how that goes. But, um, yeah, it sucks that spring training is going to have a delayed. And I know a lot of people like to go at the beginning of spring training because it's fresh. Um, Players are not as worn down yet, so they're more kind of friendly. Um, But, yeah, not going to be able to make it out this year, at least as of right now. You Know maybe do a turnaround trip, I don't know, you know, maybe, but it will definitely be last minute, if anything. And if you follow us here on Halo Haven, uh, either here on our on our Instagram or our Twitter, we will definitely be posting if we make a trip out there, just not sure if we will or not because of the delay in um with the lockout. And it sucks because I know, like I said, I, I it sucks because uh, and it's cheap and afford and uh, to it's cheap to afford, yeah. I mean. I don't know if you're saying that sarcastically, but spring training prices have gone way up over the last, I think my first spring training trip was about five years ago, maybe six years ago. Um, It has gone a lot more expensive, not only where to stay, but tickets in general. Um, Especially if you're trying to see the Angels at Tempe Diablo, for whatever reason, it seems like those tickets are more expensive than if you go to like a bigger park like uh, Peoria or Goodyear. Um, But then you go to, uh, see the Dodgers or the Cubs because like, the bigger names, they're obviously more expensive as well. But if you haven't ever been to spring training, I think just going, even if it's not this year, put it down as a, uh, a to-do list, you know, maybe next year when we can get a full spring training and everything like that. But definitely if you have not been out to spring training, it's a, it's at least good to do it once in a lifetime. And then if it's good for you, keep on going. Cause I, I, I definitely, after the first time I went, I fell in love with it. Especially if you are like myself, a minor league guy. If you like minor league baseball, if you like the minor league players, you go down to those bottom fields, you're able to see them up close. I mean, those bottom fields are no, you know, are no bigger than your traditional like high school as far as like there's a chain link fence and a regular size dugout like you would see at a high school ballpark. So you're that close to them and you're able to see them and kind of, you know, talk to them a little bit. I definitely suggest going if you haven't, they're a lot of fun. Go see the minor league players. It's cool. I I remember back in the day, Brandon Marsh, Joe Adele, those guys just kind of walking around back there, not really. No one's really paying attention to them because they don't know who they are yet. They're like, you know, the second year in the system. Same thing with Jordan Adams. I remember Jordan Adams walking from one ball field that he was, you know, shagging fly balls into another ball field where he's going to take BP. And maybe like one fan stopped him in between to ask for an autograph uh i think it was like after he got signed the, the spring training after he got signed so he was kind of the new guy but unless you really pay attention to that you didn't really know who he was but i suggest going if it's not this season definitely go at some point um just a lot of fun and get to know your minor league players because they're the easiest to get a hold of and get autographs and photos and and um it's a good reason to start following your minor league teams as well um, Joe said, I went, um, in 2020 before the pandemic hit and it was so much fun. And my dad actually met Artie Moreno just walking around Tempe Diablo. Yeah, we went 2020 as well. We went right before the pandemic hit. We literally were there. Um, I think we got in there like on a Thursday, we stayed all weekend, left Sunday. And I think that next, I want to say that next Wednesday or Thursday is when they canceled or they stopped. They didn't even cancel yet, but they stopped games and then eventually they end up canceling spring training so we barely got in there and like i said like when i went that one time um there's a couple times i saw like minor leaguers there's one time i saw ty buttry there and we kind of talked a little bit i've talked to jose moda and mark gubiz on numerous times there, walking through the concourse one of the first times i've ever talked to gooby face to face we've always talked on here but one of the first times i ever talked to gooby face to face was at tempe diablo and he was in line getting a pretzel before the game, like not a special like you go to angel stadium you're in the 300 section you know you have to kind of have a ticket to get in that area at tempe there is no special section like that so he was literally at the concession stand right by the main entrance getting a pretzel before the game we sit there chatted it up took a photo um i think the pretzel's actually in the photo. It's kind of funny but um uh, yeah you never know who you'll run into at at, at uh at a, a, a spring training it's, it's, it's a different experience Hopefully there's a full spring training next year. I can continue going back again, but there's definitely, um, I can I definitely suggest it. I wasn't a to of surprised. I'm just saying that spring training tickets are cheaper than MLB tickets, especially behind home plate and the dugout. Uh, yes and no. I guess it depends. I spent plenty of money on lawn tickets. I mean, lawns not even guaranteed you a seat. You just stand up only. So yes and no, but if you go back like five, six years ago, lawn tickets were like, it's 15 bucks, and now depending on who they play, and if it's a weekend, you can spend like 40 bucks on lawn tickets at Tempe Diablo. Seen it, uh, done it, don't suggest it, but uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely getting up there in price, it's definitely getting more and more pricey as the popular pop, pop uh, as it gets more popular and it's just that's owners just realizing it's another revenue stream so but minor league or uh spring training is a lot of fun i'll, I'll do it again for sure uh danger danger my middle name Danger's my middle name um i have a 19 year old the minor league facilities are the best yes exactly they are today's episode of the all angels podcast is brought to you by sports strength your digital water cooler Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection between sports and non-sports. Not only do they have the All Angels podcast, but they also have plenty of podcasts for other sports and other teams. From Chicago Bears to the Indiana Pacers, even the Atlanta Braves who won the World Series. Check out sportsdrink.org again. That's sportsdrink.org, or go to Instagram and type in at sportsdrink spelled without the vowel, so S P R T S D R N K on Instagram and follow them there. So um, another thing though about the about spring training, one thing that is going on down there. So if you are going and the lockout is happening. One of the things that is happening down there, so it might not be a complete wash, is that minor league baseball, minor league spring training is going to go on. Um, A lot of minor leaguers don't get there though until maybe like the second week of March. Maybe the first week of March is because that's when the minor league uh, portion starts. Um, But there is going to be a full spring training for minor leaguers that are not on the 40-man roster. So you will not see guys like Brandon Marsh, um, Joe Adele, or even guys that are on are in AAA that are on the 40-man roster. So you're not going to see a Griffin Canning. You're not going to see those kind of guys because they are – if you're on the 40-man roster, you're part of the union. So you're not going to be able to see that, see those guys there. But you will see some other talented young guys coming up. And that also means that your local minor league teams are not going to have a delay. So if you are where we are located in Riverside – uh, the Ellen Empire 66ers are going to have a full schedule. If you are anywhere in Utah, the Bees are going to have a full schedule with even more games than they did. They, I think they, they bumped up from 142 or 140 to 150 this year. So, uh, Rocket City, Pandas are going to be playing. Uh, obviously, Tri-City, uh, Tri-City Dust Devils are going to be playing up in the Washington area. Um, Kyrene Paris is another great name. Jeremiah Jackson is another great name. You will see these guys at spring training because they are not on the 40 man roster and you need these guys, Sam Bachman. Yeah. You're going to see plenty of young talent there. But for me, I just, I don't think, um, I don't think they're going to televise. I don't think they're going to be playing games like as a replacement. Like if, Spring training had the Angels and the Cubs playing on March you know, 5th. I don't think their minor league teams are going to be playing. So I'm not sure if they're going to be on FS or uh, Bally's at all or, or what the TV schedule is. I'd be, I would love to see those guys get a chance to be on the TV like that, to get their name out there more. Because let's be honest, if you start watching these younger guys and then they perform well and they kind of make a name for themselves, in the back of your mind, if you see them start at LN Empire – I'm going to be wanting to go out there and see him because i see seen him play so well on TV that I want to go see him now in person. So hopefully they do something like that because the angels do have a lot of young talent, young talent that's unproven, but could be taking major steps. So we'll see how that goes. Hopefully, um, some of these young talent can take the next step. And that honestly kind of leads into the next topic I was going to talk about with was, um, I think it was a baseball America that came out with their system rankings and the angels were towards the bottom. They were 28 or 29 or 27, somewhere around there, which out of 30 teams is not great. But you look at guys that needed, that can take a big step. I'm more interested to see how those rankings are going to look mid season because they redo them for the mid season. Um, I think baseball America MLB pipeline have like a preseason, um, rankings and then they have a mid-season rankings so I'm really interested to see how the mid-ranking seasons goes because if Sam Bachman if if um, Kyrene Paris if um, Jordan Adams if these guys take big steps or perform well in their season then that can really help the team make them make them players make them trade bait at the trade deadline but also help that ranking for uh, their system ranking so there's a lot of talented guys like athletes guys let me put it this way there's a lot of athletic guys in the minor league system right now and that's kind of what the angels were targeting for a while was athletes pure athletes that might have a tool here or there and hope that they develop the rest of those tools just because they are freak athletes so now is kind of the point where you need some of those guys to kind of start taking the next step and if they do if they are able to take that next step that farm system is going to look a hell of a lot better At this point next year or even at the midway point than it does now it hurts that you know um, Joe Adele Brandon Marsh Chris Rodriguez those guys all graduated last year Reed Detmers is going to be really close to graduating you have to think that maybe after he plays maybe three or four games if he starts three or four games he's probably going to match or uh, go over the The cap to make you a prospect. I think pitchers have to pitch X amount of innings and batters have to have X amount of at-bats before they're no no longer considered prospects. And I think um, Detmers is underneath it, but just barely. So he's definitely going to graduate this year. And with the only guy in the top 100, uh, I believe from Baseball America, um, at least the top half for sure. Um, So it's only going to hurt the standings. But again, if some of these younger guys Develop more, and again, they had the, they had kind of a little bit of a setback at last year, just not performing as much as people thought. And I think that hurts their ranking as well. But get out to Inland Empire, get out to Salt Lake, get out to again. Looks if you're in the Alabama area, get out to the Tri um, the Rocket City Trash Pandas, get out the Tri City um, Dust Devils. See these young guys develop; they're a lot of fun, and hopefully, again, hopefully. They put some of these guys on TV. If there's no spring training games, hopefully they put some of these guys on TV and you can see them for yourselves on ballys. I would, I would definitely watch that. I mean, I think that's a great opportunity to get young names and get them out there to become players and become, you know, um, stadium draws for the for the minor leaguers and for the minor league stadiums across you know the Angels organization. Uh, looks like Thais may not have a spot. I really like him, but he's doesn't have a bat. Unfortunately, I don't think he is an MLB catcher. I don't think he's an MLB starting catcher. I don't think he's going to be one of those guys that's going to replace Stassi at that catching position if they don't re- re-sign Stassi at the end of next year. But I do think Thais is a guy that's going to have to prove it. And again, not having a full spring training is going to hurt guys like Like Matt Matt Dice, he's not going to have as many at bats. He's not going to have as many opportunities in front of the higher ups to prove it. But I do think they obviously bring in another catcher, secondary catcher, backup catcher to compete with Dice. And I've always thought this: that Dice, if he does, if he competes with another catcher and he earns it, then great. Do I think he's a starting catcher? No, not right now. Is he ever? I don't know. He got so far behind by playing first base and playing third base and moving here, moving there that now after last year they put him the catcher what seems like permanently, he has a lot of catching up to do. So do I think he might be a backup catcher next year? Yeah, but he's going to have to prove it in spring training. And with the lack of reps he's going to get, if they cut that spring training in half, then I honestly don't, I don't know where he, that's going to put him. He might be the starting, you know, bees uh, catcher for the whole year until someone gets injured. It's just going to be really interesting to see where they um, really it's going to be really interesting to see where they put him in, the, in you know, when when the season starts. I, can't, I Again, I, I do think they're going to sign a another catcher, backup catcher. I don't think anyone that's going to be seriously taking anyone's position, but Dice is going to have to earn it, and I think he, he needs to. So we'll see what happens. Um, another, and again, if you're on Instagram Live right now, if you have a question, go ahead and put it in the comment section. Uh, one of the big news that came out for, um, the negotiations and I kind of skipped over it, but I've seen a lot of people ask questions about it. And that is the MLB owners asking for assistance from a federal mediator, um, to help with the negotiations. The players, um, said, no, they said they are, they are not going to agree to that, um, if you remember, and, and this is something I didn't know before, but back in the previous uh, strike, they had a mediator. They did; they went to mediation. The mediator really sided hard with the with the owners, and the players are worried about that again. They're also worried that the mediator is going to take what is the standard right now. They're going to take that into consideration as the standard and favor all the owner stuff because when you are starting at a certain point, you know the concessions the owners are making. Do look good but it's so one-sided from the previous agreement that the the, the players want big big change not to small change so no mediator the owners the players have to get on the table and negotiate themselves um you've seen a lot of players be vocal on twitter and this is i forgot who it was and i and i should have wrote it down or, or screenshot it but a very good point is that this is the first work possible work stoppage or games missed in a social media era. So now you're seeing a lot more players get their voice out, get their opinions out, get their uh, feelings out through Twitter, through Instagram, through, you know, whatever, TikTok, whatever. So that's something that never happened before. So I think it makes the players seem more um, likable, seem more, um, you know, people are going to be pulling for the players more, but it's really interesting to see now players are are kind of standing up as a voice where they never had that before because the social media was never there for them to do that. They always had to go through um, the press or whatever. Now they can do it on their own through their own. You know, you have Marcus Stroman going on. You know, certain blogs and stuff like that talking about it. Where before there was not that wasn't even an option. So it's cool to kind of see that go back and forth. Uh, will Madden be back? Uh, in this his last year i feel like he could give him another two-year contract kind of unfair to for uh unfair to him with the situation he has been in that's something that's to be really interesting because in sports in general if you follow sports any sports the, the the phrase lame duck coach gets thrown out a lot and and players don't seem and this is just sports in general don't seem to really listen a ton to lame duck coaches because they don't know if that coach is going to be there the next year why am I going to do what this guy says when he's going to be out and let me try to help myself and you know put an audition tape out for whoever the next coach is I do think Madden will be back if he wants to be back Madden is getting older this game is getting different this game is you know I'm not gonna say passing him by but there is a lot more pressure there's a lot more um social media pressure. There's a lot more stuff out there for the world for him coming down on him. So um, if he is going to be back, I think they do get a deal early in the season to signify that, even if it's like a one-in-one, like a one-year contract extension with a one-year option. And honestly, it could be, if you remember going back to um, uh, who was it, Epler and uh, Osmus, Osmus signed a, a, contra- a one-year contract extension in the middle of the year that no one knew about. So, you know, the lockout's for the players, so this could be a negotiation that the owners and all that stuff are having right now, Artie and, and his people are having with Madden right now. Maybe they give him a one-year uh, extension for next year and then a year and an option after that if he wants to continue it. But I think if Madden wants to be back, I think is in love with him so much that I think he will be back. So that's something they have to look out for. Uh, yeah, he does. That was a position player to just... Uh, uh you think we're getting another short MLB season cuz this dang lockout. I don't think we're going to get like a 60 game season short lockout season. I think if we do miss games it's going to be 150, 152, you know, so there will be a good sample size season for fans. I don't think it's going to be the worst case scenario where it's four for uh, for six games, 60 games or whatever like that. So definitely like 150, I can see that for sure, 152. If you're saying like 60, like the COVID year, no, I don't think it gets nowhere near that far. I I, I think that's absolute worst-case scenario. I think 150 is realistic, um, but I still have hopes that it's going to be, again, a two-week spring training and a full 162, even if maybe if one, some of those 162 have to be double-headers at the beginning or the end of the season. So um, all that's very, very possible. Uh, do you think if, uh, if your Science makes progress, he's going to – do you think if either side's make progress, this is going to be a short season again or a full year? Or like, again, like I said, um, I think it's going to be a full season. Fingers crossed, 162. But at the worst case, maybe like a 150, 152. And like I mentioned too, I, I think I said this on Twitter or whatever, but and this is nothing against fans. I totally understand where a lot of the fans are, are going with it. But if fans have a right to be upset right now, something that they love and love to watch – is being pulled away from them or possibly can be pulled away from them. But at the same time, I see it as, you know, fans are going to be upset. Fans are saying that they're not going to be there. They're not going to show up to games. If the Angels are five games up in the division with five left, you better believe that that Angels Stadium is going to be packed. You better believe that everyone's going to be watching the Angels trying to clinch a division. If the Angels make a serious run to a division title or even the playoffs, regardless of if it's 152, 162, full spring training no spring training fans are going to be there fans are going to be where the winning is and with that being said if the angels struggle if the angels angels are 10 games under 500 15 games under under 500 going into september yeah the fans are going to be pissed fans aren't going to show up because you're already kind of lost all that benefit of the doubt with the lockout with missing games or the possibility of missing games so it is very very important that the angels get out to a good start regardless if there's games missed because the fans are already kind of shaking shaking their head at this situation. The best way to get fans back is to win. And if they win, no one's going to remember this. No one's going to remember the lockout. No one's going to remember games possibly being missed at the Angels. Like I said, if there's five games left with a five-game lead for the division, they're at that Angel Stadium or if they're on the road – that TV station is going to be be packed like you're going to be watching it so um, winning cures all hopefully the Angels take that into consideration and make some more moves to save um, that part but again all business it sucks they're going to be meeting again Tuesday through Thursday I believe hopefully we get more movement than than we have in the past but we'll see how that goes Um, but I think fans will be back if the Angels win I think playing simple the fans will be back Um, so that's going to wrap it up for this part of the podcast. I did say at the beginning of the podcast, I did have a, um, an announcement, major announcement, I guess. I don't know. I, I don't know what the feeling is. It feels like a major announcement for me. Um, so if you've been on this ride with us, with myself, with myself and Johnny for the past, oh, um, what this will probably be our, this would have been our fourth full season together maybe fifth full season um i've i've loved doing this and whether it's halo haven be, with chris and doing that stuff or the all angels podcast with johnny and that i have enjoyed my time here so much and i can't ex- explain my gratitude for johnny for letting me jump onto his baby this was his baby at the very beginning all angels podcast i came in try to make it better you know, maybe I didn't, I didn't, I don't know, but we had fun doing it. And I think that was the most important part of it. And some of you might know, um, Johnny passed away in 2021 and f- at the end of February, and we're coming up to that. Um, we're coming up to that point now in this year. Um, and last year was hard. Like, I'm gonna be honest. It was hard doing it because every time I turned on the mic, every time I looked at the logo, it just reminded me of Johnny but I kept on doing it because I, I, I wanted to do it. I, I love doing it. it. It's an escape for me. It's a reason it's a event. You know, some people go out and do certain things to vent, you know, for me, it's this, for me, it's, it's golfing, you know, it's just those, like those two things where I need to clear my head. Those are the two things I do. So with that being said, this for now, I don't know what the future holds, but for now, this is my last all angels podcast. Um, I don't know necessarily what the future holds, but in the immediate future, I guess the announcement is that I will be taking over Locked On Angels, um, starting I believe in the 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 beginning, the beginning of March. And like I said, I don't necessarily know how long that's going to last. You know, it's a new challenge but it's a challenge with something I'm familiar with, and that's Angels baseball. They reached out to me a little while ago, asked if I'd be interested. And truthfully, I think it's a good time to, to make that move. Me and Johnny always talked about doing this at a higher level, at a bigger level than than kind of what it is right now. And we did. We got a lot bigger, a lot quicker than either one of us really thought. But we've always joked. the standard is, you know, uh, Trent Rush and what he does because it's Angels affiliate. You can't do better than that. But the next one down was was Locked On Angels. So for them to reach out to me and ask if I wanted to take over for this coming season, I thought about it. I talked to my wife. I, I talked to myself about it. And I thought that was a really good opportunity for me to spread my, spread my wings and, and see how I do. And again, I'm not going to say this is the last forever All Angels podcast because... Who knows? I can start All Angels Podcast. I can totally bomb, and they don't want me back. And guess what? I'm right back here with you guys. But um, I think this is the right move. I think this would be the move that Johnny would want me to make. And honestly, I wish it was the both of us. I really wish it was the both of us making, making this move because I think we would both make this move. Um, I'm still going to be part of Halo Haven. So if you guys are here watching on our live stream, I'm still going to be part of Halo Haven. I'm still going to be part of the Instagram and the Twitter and stuff like that. I they still were able for me to do that as well. I might be posting from, you know, Locked on Angel's Twitter more about podcast things, questions and answers from there. I might be talking about the game a little bit more there, but you know, when it's my own kind of opinion about certain things, I'll probably be here on Halo on Halo Haven on our Instagram or our Twitter. And truthfully, you know, if you're familiar with Locked on Angel's they're 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 daily but they're they're short they're 25 30 minutes long you know and if i need to express myself more there's a good chance i will be jumping on instagram live here on the on um on halo haven and talking with people because that's one thing i do enjoy i do enjoy the the conversation back and forth it might not be for a podcast but i do enjoy and i can see myself still doing it you know on a random drive home or whatever especially if there's something that just happened and you know reaching out to you guys what do you guys want to hear stuff like that but as of right now, this will be my last all angels podcast. And I want to thank every single person that has been along for the ride, even if it's only been for the last like two or three weeks, because like I said, when Johnny and I started this and started making it more, um, consistent, you know, we've grown so much in that time that I, I don't think either one of us, um, saw this coming, but, um, like I mentioned, I will be doing locked on angels, Start date is not for sure yet. It's either the last Monday of February or the first Monday in March. So the 28th or the 7th. Um, but I will be on there doing that, taking over for Steve Granado, who's done a really great job. And again, I have shoes to fill. I have big shoes to fill. And that's part of the um, uh, um, challenge that I'm talking about. It's like doing a challenge like that, stepping into something that's pre-established, that they have a routine, they have a format, they have systems put in place that they like. So I will, you know, find my way into that, try to find my best way into that. But like I said before, this doesn't mean I'm done here. Halo Haven is still a part of me. Um, Instagram, Twitter is still a part of me. Um, All Angels Podcast will still be a part of me regardless if I'm doing it or not. Um, I mean, I got the tat- I got the microphone tattooed on my arm for a reason. It's, it does? It's not going anywhere. And like I said, if I don't like it, if Locked on angels. Don't like it. I will be right back here talking angels baseball with you guys and hopefully not missing a beat. So thank you everybody. If you have not, if you have not followed or subscribed to locked on angels, do that now. Um, join me over there. I'm going to need all the help I can get (laughs) from over there. So, um, and again, we're always going to be open for communication with you guys as, as fans. Um, again, all our, um, Halo Havens DMs are always open, talk back and forth, but, uh, yeah, really looking forward to my chance with locked on angels. Great, great podcast with a lot of well-defined, um, segments and just, they ha- they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. Um, yes, I will. Once I make my debut, once I get close and get a start date, I will definitely post a link to their, to their Twitter and to their Spotify or Apple podcast, whatever you listen to. But yeah. Um, thank you. I can't thank you guys enough. I really, really appreciate this has been a great ride that, like I said, it might not be over, you know, at this point next year, they could be giving me the boot and I'll be right here. But, I appreciate the ride i appreciate um all the kind words and hopefully you make the jump over to locked on with me to um help me out i really really appreciate it thank you very much and um and for the last time and it it, it does hurt to say it for the last time um uh this has been the all angels podcast and i am Daniel garcia have a great night